You're listening to a Soul Fire Productions podcast. Woo! Coming in hot. Tell me everything. Ready, go. Ready, rage, 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 rage. I'm fucking a ball of fiery, angry energy right now, Kelly. Why? Oh, I couldn't even put clothes on. For people who get the pleasure of seeing this, I'm in fucking laundry. Because I'm... Well, first of all, I'm on day 28 of my cycle. So I have all the physical tension and hormones of premenstruation, Mm -hmm. which is not a syndrome, completely natural. And that makes my patience super low, my bullshit detector super high and the rage right at the surface. I feel, I feel alive. I'm not mad about this. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. I love this. I think it's like, one of the ways you know you're alive is when you're feeling intense feelings. Yes. Okay. So is there anything in particular that's that you're feeling rage about? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, where should we begin? How long do we have? No. <laughs> I'm with you, girl. <laughs> All right. Like, I want to hear what you're mad about too. I think mm-hmm. we need to talk about this shit more, you yes. know, get uh-huh. it out. Uh-huh. Obviously the state of the world is infuriating. I get really disappointed in people who aren't showing up and doing the work to love themselves, get very frustrated with those people. Um, And also like I'm in the dating world. So enough said. Uh The women have not been disappointing me as much as the men, I will say. Why is that not surprising? (laughs) This is why everyone's just going to be with women down the line because Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) Wait, did you hear that? Like the, um, the Y chromosome technically may go extinct. What? Like that it's already fading out. If you look at it, like, cause you know how like there's 51 or 52% females. Oh, born. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess like technically that, that chromosome could be fading out. And there are women who've conceived without sperm. You know, there's the, there's been IVF from two eggs. You can only make another, another XX, but. Wait, you can have a baby without sperm. Yes. Wait, what? (laughs) Yes, this has happened. They can split the egg and you just, you just don't have a Y. So you just make another XX, which is female. Um, okay. I need to look into this. That is Yeah, look into it. (laughs) I think they were in England or something. I don't think it was the U S. Um, but it's like, okay. I, I actually did go down the rabbit hole and then I was like, well, I guess I would miss men. Yeah. I do still like them. They're not all awful. No, they're but not it's, all awful. When you're in it, it's hard to see that. I remember before Connor and I started dating, I said something to him like, uh, I don't want to be with men anymore. I'm just going to be with women. Cause I was at a point where yeah. I just come out of a really harsh relationship situation and I was swearing off men and I was like, fuck this noise. Like I can't deal with this anymore. And I think if you've had enough bad experiences, that's where you're going to be. But I also think it's so important to remember that they're not all bad, but yeah. at the same time, how can we shift what these experiences look like? And how do we also take responsibility? Connor and I were talking about this last night. How do we take responsibility oh for our experiences? How do we say, why is this the experience I continually have? What, what is attracting this? What is my energy that is bringing this in? Which, ugh, hate to take responsibility for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so on the same page. I feel like that's a synchronicity that you guys were just talking about that. Mm-hmm. Because I'm on this let's dig up all the subconscious shit kick. And that is about taking, that is taking responsibility. When you realize that you actually have everything you want, all the, all the shitty patterns you're repeating, it's because you want them. Yes. Because of your subconscious, that's a hard pill to swallow. It's but like, so hard to swallow. Okay. So you're, you're in the dating world, which is part of why I wanted to have you on the show because <laughs> yes. you went through a breakup mm-hmm. and tough, of course. And I know mm-hmm. the person you were with. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know any details, but this has kind of catapulted you into a whole new arena of being like, Rachel on a fucking rocket ship. I, I get your emails. I respond. I'm like, Oh my God, 
this is fucking amazing. Like you, <laughs> like, wow. I already loved you. You know that. But now I'm just like, Ditto. damn, girl, I don't know what happened. So give me like, let's backtrack. Speaking of yeah. anger and rage. And yeah. let's go back to like, you don't have to give me all the details, but what was going on and what happened? Like what clicked for you? Yes. Okay. Totally. And like, I would say this partner is one of the, one of the good guys. And just to like wrap up the men thing. Yeah. yeah I don't, I don't blanket hate men. And that's not what feminism is. Feminism, this fourth wave is actually about sexuality. Mm -hmm. It's actually about getting to be exactly as sexy as we fucking are and getting to fulfill our desires. Uh, the frustration just comes from men who aren't yet doing the work and the, the onus needs to be more on them. But at the same time, I think people like us are here to teach them and teaching is a fucking frustrating underpaid job. Yes. As we know. So, yes. okay. There's the frustration there. So the breakup, so this was the hardest breakup I've ever been through because it was the healthiest relationship I was ever in the most loving, the most caring, um, the most communicative we were, I was finally in a successful open relationship. It was, it was awesome. And, and it was two and a half years. And I would say two of those two and a half years were all of that. I would say the last six months was a steady decline that like, you don't see mm. while it's happening or you don't want to see it. And what was happening was this partner is, um, avoidant attached. And so some life, big life stressors came up in his own life that triggered him into more avoidant behavior, which looked like pulling out of the relationship. Mm -hmm. And then as is often the combination, I'm anxious attached. <laughs> We're the worst for each other. And we always link up <laughs> yes. because life is a dark comedy. Um, so that triggered my anxious attachment to wanting more of his time and him wanting less time together. And, um, and then it really peaked about a month and a half before the end. And I even started grieving the end before it happened, like subconsciously, I'd be on the floor crying and we were still together, but I was grieving as if we were apart. So it's like, damn, then, uh, it, it just reached the breaking point of like, essentially an ultimatum I gave him of like, mm. is this what you want or not? And he chose, I guess not <laughs> very frustrating. Oh, wow. Um, and it ended and it's, it's confusing because it was very confusing and hard to go through. It did not feel right. It didn't feel meant to be that way because we were still in love. Totally. Have you had one like that? I had the worst breakup of my life with my boyfriend before Connor and mm. he um he and I were pregnant and I had an abortion and oh uh very much still loved him so much and he was very much still in love with me and it was the absolute worst because it was like wow. we are supposed to be together but we're making these choices that keep us from being together and ultimately just not meant to be but Yes, I know that feeling and it is the absolute worst. It felt like I was shifted into a different paradigm of reality that was wrong. And yeah. man, it does not feel good to not feel aligned. Totally. Like, like right now, I'm literally vibrating with rage, but it feels aligned. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, this makes sense. So I can deal with that. But yeah, when, and you know what else it was? It was because it didn't feel like it was in my control. Did you feel that? Oh, I mean... I like, yes and no, I felt, I felt I couldn't make decisions for him. So it felt so out of my control, very much like what you're saying. I yeah. felt that I, I somewhat had control over the situation because I was in control of my choices and I was doing what was best for me. And mm -hmm. at the same time, I was like, you know, when you want to just grab someone and shake them and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, that felt out of control. Literally that, literally that. And yeah. that's what all my friends too, they were like, what is he doing? <laughs> None of us could understand it or make sense of it. But Leah, my co-host of Basic Witches, um, she said the best thing right after the breakup. She was like, do not try to make sense of it. It doesn't make sense. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was, that gave me like an ounce of freedom. Yeah. In the, in the not, not in control zone. Um, but you know, like it's been three months, almost to the day I've gained 
a lot of clarity and yeah, this explosion, this creative explosion, it does make sense because with death comes rebirth. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you said it's like Rachel, but on a rocket ship, it sounds like a new, a yet another new version of myself. Well, because it is a rebirth. It is a new version. And, you know, all I did to allow that is not repress a fucking thing. Cause that was some other good advice I got from Google. Oh dear God. I never Google. (laughs) I don't Google medical shit. Like I'm so good about not scratching that itch, but this breakup made me Google. Wow. I Googled, what do you do to get over a breakup where you were still in love? Shut the fuck (laughs) up. That is the best shit I've ever heard. I got some really good advice. What did Google have to say, that bitch? (laughs) That little bitch. She said, every single time you feel like crying, find a way to do it. Do not hold it in. And that truly helped because you have to grieve all of it to be able to heal it. Like you cannot, the grief is just so important. Wouldn't you agree? Oh yeah, it's everything. It's everything. Like literally it will be stuck in you forever if you don't grieve it out, whatever that looks like. For me, I'm a double water sign. So it's tons of crying. Oh my God. To the point where I got a spasm in my left eye for like three weeks. And luckily I have a doctor in the family and she told me, um, it's from how much you're crying. The muscle is literally sore. You know, those little spasms totally. like you, and people can see it when yeah. it's twitching. I get those when I'm stressed. I, I know that like shit's going down. If my eye starts twitching, I'm like, okay, so time totally. to breathe or fucking masturbate or something. Jesus Christ. Oh, totally. Totally. Oh man. That was another part that sucked about the breakup. I couldn't fucking come for like a month and a half. I was oh, so like, so shut down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't like that. No, me neither, girl. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. So amazing. Not repressing, not I, repressing. I want to talk about that because don't you feel that when you're in a relationship, even a healthy relationship with someone that you love so much, there are still parts of us that we repress. There are still parts of us that go left undiscovered because as women, I think especially put so much energy into our partner and we Mm. are giving, 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 and then we lose ourselves in ways. Even if we maintain the intention of sovereignty and I'm going to be independent, there's still a part of us that's so ingrained to just keep giving and to be we instead of me. So what were you noticing after you were out of that, that you were still holding back? Great question and great point. I'm studying interdependent relationships, which goes kind of hand in hand with openness, but um, I'm still learning a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's this subconscious, it, it happens on accident. It's very hard to be that aware. Yes. It's very hard. Like our consciousness is just so little of the power and the subconscious is so powerful. It, it's, it's hard to not lose yourself uh, even when you're being aware. Um, I'm trying to think what parts I've noticed come back after. Well, okay. The first one that comes to mind is just time because when you're single, it's truly your time. It's also the asking permission of how to use your time. So I do love that right now I make the full schedule. I make the full schedule myself. Like there's not even a consideration of someone else. Cause even if in your relationship, you're not asking them, you're asking them in your mind. Mm -hmm. You're thinking about like, will they be okay with me doing this? Or how will this affect them if I act this way? Um, so I think I forfeited for sure. Some of my autonomy of my ways I use my time in that relationship. But I, but honestly not that bad because he and I were pretty close to interdependent. Um, we were pretty, uh, focused on not quote, losing ourselves. We actually set out with that focus because we had both had previous relationships where we totally lost ourselves. Yeah. So we came into it with the intention of trying to not do that. Um, 
also he and I, like I said, we were open. So I was still getting to um, experiment with people of other sexes and genders. So that wasn't repressed. There's just this thing though. Okay. This is what's coming to mind too. My career always seems to skyrocket when I get out of a relationship and I'm single. Mm. And I hate that that's how it is. What is that? I think there's an energy to it where I think because I have the comfort filled of a partner, someone to lean on, I don't have the same oomph of going after hardcore what I want. Mm. And I think the universe can feel that energy. So like if, and when I get into another partnership, I would love to keep an eye on that next time. Cause just like the two biggest breakups I've had led to like the two biggest career successes right after. (laughs) I feel like you can't make that up. What happened for you after the breakup career wise? Okay. The first one, I booked my first TV writing and acting gig. So yeah, which was like a three month long writing and acting for, for a network. And then the second one I wrote for Cosmopolitan, which was like the dream for so long. Yeah. It almost makes me feel like the universe is so funny. You ask for what you want. You pray for this thing. You get this healthy relationship and partnership. And then it's like, well, we gave it to you. And you're like, well, I have it. And so this is where I am. This is what I do. Then when you're without that, your prayers go into different places. Your asks go in for diff- into different places because yes. you're not so focused on this partnership is everything. And this will be the thing that makes me right. It's, oh, I'm, I'm whole and full and good on my own. I don't even need to worry about this at this point. I'm pouring all of myself and all my energy into these other pieces. Yes, exactly. I have so many thoughts on that. The first one is that I think think we don't like being bored. We think we want that. We think we want stability (laughs) and easiness. And I, I don't think we do. Mm -hmm. I I think, cause I, like I said, I'm getting so in touch with my subconscious. I'm fucking around with her. We're getting kinky and she likes drama and tension and plot twists. And I'm I'm just realizing that. So I think when, I think we, we, when we have that thing, uh, the subconscious part is like, I'm bored. Let's shake shit up. Mm -hmm. And then we get into the drama. Do you, this is an interesting conversation. I don't think I've ever had is Mm. I think, especially as women, again, we, we tend to love drama (laughs) and we love it in an unhealthy way. Very, for very much of our lives, you know, our, our teens and our twenties, we are just fucking drama queens and everything is such a big deal. Um, but I, to your point, I do feel like you can have and desire a healthy level of drama in your life and that not be a bad thing. Yes. And that goes back to not repressing all, all the, I think the ask of us as a human of like the ask for what us, what we should learn is just to accept that. It doesn't have to be so big. It gets bigger the more it's repressed. When you shine the consciousness on it and just simply say that you see that it's there, it deflates it a little. Mm -hmm. And then it's not, at least it's not running the show or like being the top priority of what you're secretly seeking. At least you can like have that awareness and just allow. Um, and that's where I'm at. It's like, it's like not judging. Oh my God. And this whole idea of good and bad is so poisonous. Yes. Um, cause yeah, what you were describing about when you have that partnership and you're, you're like, I wanted this healthy partnership. I have this good, good quote thing. I think what we think we want with that is easiness or, um, stability or a lack of darkness in quotes Mm -hmm. when really essentially we want it to be good, easy, safe, and, um, like not bad. That's so poisonous. That literally doesn't exist. It 
does not exist. And we, we are so convinced that we're aiming for this thing that doesn't exist because everything we've been taught tells us to aim for it. And we've been taught this false idea that it exists. Yeah. I recently realized that's what I think being rich would mean. I've been thinking this whole time that I want to be rich because it will be easier and there won't be bad feelings anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Mo money, mo problems, bitch. I know. (laughs) Truly, truly. We always look outside of ourselves for these things. That's going to be the thing that fixes it. If I'm this famous or this rich or this partnership, everything's going to be great and I'm fine. and I never have to worry again. And you just have a different level of problems. So, okay, great. You can pay your bills now. Okay. Well, your marriage sucks. So how are you going to address that now? You know, it's like it, there's always going to be something and nothing external is going to fix us or save us. And we don't need to be fixed or saved. We get to choose for ourselves the life that we want to create. We are in charge of our realities. If you want to have a healthy (laughs) partnership with a little bit of drama on the side, create that. If you want to have financial abundance and wealth and freedom, create that. And then maybe on the weekends, go to some sex parties to like throw in a little wildness. I don't know. You can, you can have so many things, but you're right. We are taught. It has to be this one way. And I agree. Good or bad does not exist. It's what you make of everything. Yes. I am so convinced it's about the experience. I, I'm a smilist. I think we talked about this last time out. I was on the show. It's my term for being an optimistic nihilist. I feel there's no inherent meaning or value. The Titanic is sinking, but I am going to have fun and create while we sink. Okay. So (laughs) I love you. So I'm, (laughs) I love you too. (laughs) So yeah, there, there's no good or bad. And to get to the place of having the control panel to create the life you want, I believe you need to admit that you already are creating the life you want. You have to look at the shit and say, I called in that shit. I got dumped by this recent ex that I thought was a healthy partnership because I want to get rejected because in childhood, I learned that I get loved by getting rejected. Okay. I have to admit that. Otherwise I'll keep thinking that I'm not writing my story and I'll think things are happening to me instead of for me. And I'll never get the chance. You have to admit that you are already creating the life you want. And that's a fucking hard pill to swallow too. Did you want to be rejected or did you want to be set free? Ooh, maybe both. Yeah. Maybe both. Cause we have so many parts inside uh-huh. of us. Uh-huh. And I also wanted to be, um, like, unwanted proof. I want my subconscious wanted proof that I'm unwanted because that's like my deepest wound. I was born through birth control. The youngest of eight kids clearly wasn't needed. They had enough like to deal with. So I have this deep wound of feeling unwanted and my subconscious wants to prove it over and over. And these are the patterns. Hello, choosing a career where I have to audition and get rejected a million times to get one role. (laughs) Like Your awareness of yourself is so remarkable. And I just want to take a moment to commend you because fucking with this shit is scary. And this is why people don't do the work. Yes. And yes, you are sitting here fucking half naked in lingerie with black (laughs) lipstick on and your hair is fucking eighties wild and you have lightning earrings on and you are just like, this is me. These are my patterns. And this is what we do. And this is what I am choosing for myself. I am not going to be the victim of my own patterns and old shit because that doesn't own me. I'm going to be aware of it. And then I'm going to use the lens of I get to create my reality. So what is it that I want? Oh, I have so many goosebumps. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for reflecting that to me. I receive that. And I own that. And I, it took a long time to get here. I'm so glad I got here. It is possible. (laughs) It is possible for anyone. Yes. It's fucking scary. You know, I don't take it personally. (laughs) I don't take my own self-awareness personally. I really do have an ability to watch myself 
as an outsider. Uh, that could be because I'm a reflector in mm -hmm. human design. This is a type that um, almost has no energy of its own. We're always reading other people's energy. So I think I can almost give that to myself. Like I can almost be the mirror, totally. the reflection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so here for it. I would, I couldn't have it any other way. I can't go back to repressing, doing what other people want, not being myself. It's, mm -hmm. it's like, you can't go back once you're here. <laughs> I want to keep going with this, but I want to go back a second. Cause I just yeah. had, I just like noticed something about you. Hmm. You're so different than I had you on the show and we talked about your sexual assault. assault yeah. And life-changing. If, if anyone has not listened to that, please, I will put it in the show notes. That is one of the most incredible conversations I've ever been a part of. You were so amazing and just so forthcoming and raw. And at that moment, I could say, wow, Rachel, so raw, laid bare. This is who I am. This is what's going on. And I hope that you take this the way that I am meaning it. It was almost like you still felt like things were happening to you. I bet I did. And, yes. and it was very subconscious. It's not like you were like choosing that, you know, in a way. Right. But it feels like you have transcended that version of yourself. And I'm so curious what your perspective is on that experience now versus mm. then. Well, I think about it a lot and I totally get what you're saying. I appreciate it. And I agree. I think about it a lot with this new lens of existential kink, which for listeners who don't know, it's a book by Dr. Carolyn Elliott that has taught me a lot about this subconscious kinkiness. Um, when I look through that lens, I see the ways that it was the collective unconscious coming into my life for an important reason. So there's an important distinction with all this subconscious stuff and how I'm saying you have what you want. When it's your personal pattern, you're repeating. Yes, you are, you are creating it when it's truly something that, um, like people starving in the world. That is not each of those individual people wanting that when they were born into that. That's the collective unconscious wanting starvation, violence, assault. So I now see the attack as my interaction with the collective subconscious. Mm. Um, yeah. And how that shows where we're at. It's like a dip test in the pool. It's like, oh, okay. We still have all this rage, this repressed sexual I mean, you know, sexual assault comes from repressed sexual shit. Um, and add in mental health issues to that. Yes. All festering as a collective. The way out that I see now is each individual doing the work of tapping into their subconscious to heal that. I love what you just said. And it also goes against something I believe. So I would really mm. love to talk to you about this because yes. I've never talked to anyone in this way about it. So I really believe that our souls choose to come into our, this life with whatever lessons we're meant to learn, whatever karmic relationships, ties, all of those things. And this is where I have a hard time because who the fuck wants to starve or be raped? I mean, right. that's just, I mean, that's fucked up. Like who wants that or to be homeless or to be an addict? I don't think we're sitting here like that sounds like a great time. Yeah. Right. At the same time, part of what I believe is that we choose these lives and the way they play out so that we can learn lessons. Um, for example, for people listening, what I'm talking about is if you have been maybe a uh, manipulative, really rich person who ruled over vast nations and you had people killed and did all these things with your wealth, then you choose to be homeless or not have a lot of money and to experience struggle and to experience humility at the deepest core level so that your soul can learn that lesson. And you're talking about, and correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. But you're talking about like this, this uh, consciousness that is making choices for people 
and perpetuating systems. So thoughts. Mm, I don't know if that makes sense, but this is making sense. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep unpacking it because this is so fascinating. So I can fuck with your theory too. Um, because it kind of comes back to the reason I've found of, okay, we must just be here to experience all of it, the full gamut. Mm -hmm. We must be here to, that's the only reason I can come up with that makes any sense since there is no good or bad. It must be about experiencing all of it. And that's essentially what you're saying over many lifetimes, you try to experience all of it through learning lessons. Um, I feel there's some overlap. I, I don't know. Do you think we're all one? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> what is the meaning of life? Um, <laughs> that's a great question. I do believe we are all energetically connected. Yes. Okay. Okay. Do you? Because, like what we're trying to discern is where do I? Yeah. I do think so. I think we could all be one God-like consciousness spinning out into different iterations. Um, I think there's something to that. I think we're trying to discern right now where the onus lies. Is it collective or is it individual? Where's the overlap? And um, to me, it's both. Yeah. I think me too. It's, it's, we create our reality. We choose our souls, choose our lives and patterns and experiences and mm-hmm. paths. And that is also reflected in the collective consciousness, right? Okay. That's where our difference is because you think we chose to come here. I struggle with that. I'm still struggling with that. I I think it would really help me if I could get on board with that. But right now, what I feel is that my parents sort of subconsciously chose it for me. And, um, when you become autonomous, now you choose whether you live or die each day because you could end it. You could end it at any time, obviously. Um, so, so now I am choosing to be here, but I, I question whether I originally chose to be here. Interesting. Yeah. Like I, I, cause my, my stance is kind of like, you know, quote the gift of life, like big ask, no gift receipt no exchanges. Like what kind of a gift is this? This gift is work. It's, a, <laughs> like, it's work. And you just decided it for me is what I feel. But honestly, I want to get on board with feeling like I chose it because I think that could be very freeing. And, and like we talked about at the beginning, owning your actions and owning like your choices. I'm not really owning that choice yet. Right. Wow. Okay. I, I, I love this conversation. How <laughs> is it too. that you can give that much power to your parents and not take it for yourself? Mm, well, sometimes I can take it. Okay. So like I go back and forth on, they were on, they were Catholic, you know, you're not allowed to use birth control, but sneakily, my mom was trying to use oral, oral contraceptive birth control pills. So sometimes I see it as wow, I wanted to be here so bad. I made it through birth control to get here so much so that my dad had to get a vasectomy after I was born. They had to really put an end to it. Like I'm that powerful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then sometimes I guess it is more the victim mentality, but I feel like, man, they, they, they were just having pleasure and it brought me into this painful experience. And is this experience painful? Is it's that both. yes, it's both pain uh-huh. and pleasure. Correct. And, you know, I think eventually I'll get to the point of owning that. I hope to, like I said, I really hope to get to that point right now. I'm learning to enjoy pain. It's a very BDSM approach to life. It makes sense though, because you're kind of fucking with your deepest wounds. Yes. And my deepest desires yeah. that are not what I thought they were. Mm-hmm. I have that deep desire to be rejected. Like we talked about, I have a deep desire to stay poor and to stay stuck at the level of income I'm at. And I'm fucking reconciling with that. Like as we speak, I'm in it. I'm in the, I'm in the shit in the trenches and I'm learning 
but I hope to get there. Mm. Wow. That's so good. Thank you for just being so honest. Just a quick interruption of this amazing conversation with Rachel to bring you a little segment I have decided to call Brands I Like to Fuck With. So we've been nourishing ourselves for over a year now, and now we're transitioning into brands and products and things and experiences that we like to fuck with because things that we like to fuck with make us feel good, bring us cellular regeneration, bring us adaptogenic superfoods, bring us hydration, bring us joy, bring us pleasure, bring us expansion, bring us the word that I fucking hate right now, embodiment. (laughs) It gives us all the things. It checks all the boxes. So I want to talk to you about Organifi. I have been absolutely loving what they've been putting out and they brought back Glow, which I'm so excited about because Glow is all things face, skin, tissues, organs. It hydrates. It is plant-based collagen, and it is unlike anything that you can find on the market. It is the very best of the best, and it's also infused with tons of mushrooms. So you're going to get that hydration that your skin and your tissues and your organs are dying for. You all know that I am constantly dehydrated. So I try to do everything I can to get as much hydration in my water, in my water, in my body and in my water, uh, from my water (laughs) as possible. And I really like to add in incredible superfood elements, um, from Organifi because it helps retain that moisture. It helps really hydrate the skin. And it also fucking tastes like raspberry lemonade, which I am here for because it's not a bunch of gross stuff that they put in there. It's so, so clean so good for you. And I've just been been really enjoying glow, especially during workouts. It's just one more bevy that I can add into my arsenal that makes me feel really good. So if you go to Organifi.com slash Kelly T, you will get 20% off glow and everything else they make because they're the best and they love us. And I'm so happy to be partnered with them. So go ahead and check them out. All right, let's get back to rage. You know what I've been thinking about a lot lately? And I don't know how you feel with you and Leah on Basic Witches, yeah. um, which if you guys haven't listened to Basic Witches, get your shit together and they have the most amazing show. I listened show. to Kelly's episode, which starts with just such an interesting conversation on masturbation. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> oh, I miss that. Um, I do too. I feel like I've just been having so many conversations where people agree. And oh. I, it's like, of course, we're going to be in little clusters of people who are on the same page. And that's all well and good. And I learn a lot. But I also really love that you and I are on different pages on this thing. And you're like, well, that's just not where I am right now. Maybe I will be. Maybe I won't be. And I'm like, well, this is what I think. But you could talk to me tomorrow and I could change my mind because what I and God, I've been like deep in this is what is actually true. I can't sit here and prove to you that our souls choose this thing. You could totally be accurate. I won't even say right (laughs) or wrong. You could be accurate and be like, no, that's some fucking bullshit. That's not happening. And I have no idea. Just like, I can't for sure tell you what happens when we die. Like all these things we're so attached to, this is the truth. And I, this is my inner wisdom and knowing and whatever. My grandmother passed away. Now she talks to me and she told me the thing. It could totally be accurate and it could totally be bullshit. And I want to have more conversations where I'm open to lots of possibilities. Yes. I'm so glad you brought this up. We do not need to evangelize our truth. It is not important to convince anyone of your truth. That's why it's called your truth. The age of the guru is over. You don't need a guru. You don't need a religion. You have all the wisdom. Like I am so convinced of this that it doesn't matter that my truth is different than yours. Yeah. It's it's actually important that they're different and I am never going to try to convince someone otherwise because it's essentially like 
it's like we're each our own uh, GPS and satellite system. And if I tried to get on your map, I'm going to get turned around and like take, you know, have to pay tolls that if I would have just used my own highways, I wouldn't. So true. Okay. But I want to go back. This is another conversation I keep having because I'm like, what, you know, when you just don't get it, like it is not making sense to me. I cannot conceptualize this. So maybe you will be the one. Yeah. What even is our truth? Because what I believe to be my truth right now can be different in five minutes. And I can say, oh, actually this is my truth now. So is it truth is I feel like we're using the word wrong. You're so right. I love that. It's all a perception of reality. And man, we can't even prove that, that there is a now I've gotten in a rabbit hole of this. We can't prove that now exists now, 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 because there's even a slight delay of our nerve endings to our brain processing what we are perceiving. So we're almost never now. So how can we even say like what we're experiencing? Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Maybe truth is not the right word. Maybe it's like my current perception is yes. Fuck. Yes. Thank you. See, I knew it. I'm like, Rachel's going to be the one to help me fucking get it. My current perception is because in a day when I have a new experience or I have this conversation with you, I'm like, oh, actually, this is what I feel or think right now. My current perception now is because it's never been, quote unquote, truth. Connor and I were saying this yesterday. There are like three universal truths in the world. Anything else is kind of up for grabs at this point. Wow. I have so many goosebumps, Kelly. I just wrote that down the other day. I wrote like, where the fuck did I write that? It must have been in my morning pages. Can't recommend morning pages enough, y'all. I think I wrote. There's no inherent truth, but there are, or each person's truth is different, but there are a few universal truths. Damn. I wrote that down somewhere. That's crazy. So good. Yeah. Do you do morning pages or daily writing? You know what? I got away from journaling and writing because for me, it started to be uh, more of a somatic experience where I was Mm. living and like moving my body. So it was being in nature or playing with the dogs where I felt I was doing my integration. And then I did mushrooms last week on Monday. Girl, I could not stop writing. It was like Ah. it clicked back on. It's like, okay, it's time. And it felt so good because that part of me I wouldn't say shut down. It just wasn't where I was. And now I'm like, okay, back in writing mode. And it feels so good. Nice. Yeah. It's totally like I go through salad phases, like six months at a time I eat salad and then I don't eat it for a year. Totally. (laughs) Just like that. Yeah. (laughs) I think you're in tune and you know what you need. Cause like, yeah, walking, moving, hiking stirs up the same uh, release from the brain. So that's cool. Yeah. I'm loving currently I'm in a writing phase where I do the three pages handwritten every morning and it's like taking a shit for the brain. It's just such a good release. And I get to see what's going on in there. Isn't it funny when you, especially with things like rage and anger, when it comes out of you onto pages and you almost tear through the pages because you like the rage is so visceral (laughs) and you're like, damn, I didn't know I was that pissed. (laughs) Yes, totally. Like my pen was, the ink was a little bit annoyingly dry and I was scratching to like get it (laughs) to go again. I love it. Oh my god! How do you know you're alive? Like when and how are you sure that you're alive? I don't, I'm, I'm not. I, I have been not convinced. Yeah. I have been having a lot of like, I'm in two dimensions at once. I'm mm. living in multiple timelines at once. My deja vu has been out of control. Ooh. And I'm like, that's where I think it's kind of been a mind fuck for me. I've been experiencing a lot of rage and anger and resentment the last few weeks and really struggling with spirituality and my spirituality. And what am I even doing with my life? And what is my purpose? And kind of reevaluating everything. And a lot of that has been sort of these. I don't know if you'd call them ethereal experiences or whatever, where I find myself living in multiple dimensions at once. So I'm doing something here and I'm doing something there and I'm, I'm like glitching out in my own body (gasps) and then I'm seeing things and I've already seen them before and I've already done them before. And I'm like, wait, I already did this. 
and I had it, we just moved into a new house a month ago and I was walking up the grass and I just had this out of body experience where I was like, you've already walked here before you've already lived here before. And it's, I feel like it's just, I'm just, everything is happening all at the same time. And there's no past, present, future. It's just all one thing. And I, I do believe our souls are like in different dimensions too, where it's not just in one spot. And so I'm having this hard time of, is this even happening? Like, is my body real? Am I, is this like a cosmic joke? I I don't know. And that's where I've kind of gotten to, I don't have any answers and I'm kind of just open. (laughs) Yes. And I saw you had a post about that recently and I loved it. Like, and I commented, I don't trust people who say they know or say they have answers. Nope. I only trust people who say they don't know Mm -hmm. (laughs) because no one fucking knows. I love this experience you're having. I'm wondering, is it uncomfortable or are you okay with it? Um, I've definitely had some breakdowns. I've been super uncomfortable. Um, I, I don't like not having answers. Yeah. But the funny thing is I never did. I just thought that I did. So I'm just cracking the illusion. I'm like, Oh, got it. Didn't have answers before. <laughs> wasn't in control. Wasn't right. on solid ground. Yeah. Ever. And okay. now, yeah. now I'm getting to be more okay with it. Being with someone like Connor, who is, he fucks with uncertainty. He is here for it. And I think that's why I chose him. I truly believe yeah. that's why I chose him is because this is one of the biggest lessons for me and for my soul mm. is you have got to get this everything is uncertain. Everything is unknown. There are no answers. Be open to wherever this takes you. Be open to possibility. And that wasn't in my reality my whole life. And so I'm seeing it and feeling it now. And it makes so much sense that a lot of the gateway for you is plant medicine Mm -hmm. because which we also got to talk in depth about on Kelly's episode of basic witches because nature is so much bigger and so much more in control of things. And so it's teaching you and showing you viscerally that you're not in control. I had the same experience with like, um, drug experimentation where, where it was, it was a freak out at first because I couldn't let go, but then I found that it helped me let go in a really important way, like mushrooms and Uh psychedelics. Um, I think that it's so cool. I'm like, I have been having more and more vivid dreams, which is making me think of your deja vu. A a prophetic one came true yesterday in detail. I had the feeling when I woke up, I have to text this friend, even though we don't talk a lot because she was so clearly in the dream and the actions were clear, texted her. She voice memos back, freaking out that the day before she had that exact conversation with this person about that thing. I think the fucking timelines are collapsing. Yes. I think, I think we're on the part of the graph where it accelerates infinitely, like almost beyond measurement. And I think, um, COVID and the pandemic made that more obvious and we can all feel it. If we stop for a second, we can feel it. Think about how fast shit is changing. Think about how your feelings are coming up faster and more intensely. Your dreams are crazier. You're having deja vu. The synchronicities are off the charts. I think everything's collapsing. The time is getting faster. Yes. And I've been having a lot of conversations with my friends about the systems collapsing, money collapsing, anything of power and system is like, this doesn't work anymore. It needs to be restructured. It has to die. Yes. I have the, t- the tower card out from my tarot deck, which is like, um, if you haven't seen it, it looks like a tower crumbling and on fire and there's figures jumping from the building. It's like systems collapsing because that's the energy I feel too. Mm-hmm. Anything that doesn't work, anything that doesn't fit and does not support the collective consciousness and the rising, I think is going. Yes. And people are like unable to do what they don't want to do anymore. Mm-hmm. People are really shifting. Like I heard that 93% of Americans want to quit their job since going back after the restrictions lifted. Yeah. Like people are not 
wanting to do what they don't want to do anymore. Well, and they're seeing so much bullshit. It's why so many, I mean, you left LA, we left LA. People are seeing on the coast and in these big cities where they can't breathe, they hate their lives, they can't afford to live there. Now they're seeing that there's something else possible and they're calling bullshit on everything. Literally, we're calling bullshit. I love that. That is what's happening. Ooh, it's exciting. I do think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. Do you feel that? Yeah. I also think we're about to shut down again. I do. I've been saying that for months. Oh, and I'm like, I always take it with a grain of salt because I am such a double Scorpio, but I've been thinking that for months. I think winter is just going to, they're going to find ways to shut it down. Delta variants, not enough people, you know, with the vaccine, blah, 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 blah. It'll just create another thing. But the problem is, or the great thing this time is that way more people are going to revolt. Yeah. And I think that's why it's going to get worse before it gets better because I see like rioting unlike we've ever seen before. And I think it's going to get very dangerous and very scary. And I think it's actually really important that it does. And yeah, I I can't even apologize for saying that, but it feels, I don't know how you feel about this. I know you're very passionate about this. Um, so I'm totally open to you saying I'm fucking full of shit, but I feel like Donald Trump and even Joe Biden are two of the most important figures we will ever have because they are feeding us waking up without those people. And, you know, so many others um, that are also puppets in this bullshit. I think they are so important because without them, it it wouldn't have catapulted us into this experience. We would have still been like walking on eggshells thinking, oh, everything's fine. We're good. And now it's like, yo, this doesn't work. Wake the fuck up. Yes. Oh, I totally agree. I have full body goosebumps. What I learned from EMDR from healing from my assault was that the brain is actually wired to heal all those things. I'm talking about those dark, dirty things you want in some way. They're for growth. They're for ascension, healing, up-leveling, whatever you want to call it. And I believe the same for the collective. So if what we need to grow is to have tyrannical dictator, violent people in office, then we were going to do that. Yeah. We were, there was no stopping that. And yeah, I'm fucking happy if that leads to the breakdown to break through (laughs) for the collective. Yeah. Okay. I have never considered myself a prepper, but lately, (laughs) lately I, I did watch some videos and I was like, they make some good points. Okay. We get health insurance, car insurance, renters insurance, all these things that if the fucking power grid goes down, do shit for us. Yeah. Food and water is like what you need. Now I have not done any preparing. I used to have a, I used to have a, um, earthquake bag when I lived in LA. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) But sometimes I'm like, yeah. Um, it might get, let's just say it, it's going to probably get violent. Mm-hmm. It is going to probably get, uh, violent because when things are about to die, they think about if you were drowning, your instinct kicks in and you're going to lash, you're going to push someone underwater. If you need to, to survive, you're fucking wired to survive. Well, if that's happening to the systems, they're going to thrash and they're going to push down and resist dying. So I do think we will see rioting, protesting and possible violence. And maybe we should be a little bit prepared for our own safety. How do you, knowing that, how do you not step into a state of fear and just freak out and understand that there's something happening so much bigger than us Mm. and really hold true to your being? Okay. Great question. I'd love to hear your answer too. Mine is multifold. So first of all, it's already a practice every day of zooming in because when I zoom out too much and try to fix the world every day, I get exhausted. So while you can be aware of what's going on, it's important to realize your effect is about you and a 10 person radius. Um, with social media, maybe a little, you know, in the internet, maybe a little bit more than that, but you really can focus on your smaller circle and trust that it'll ripple out. The second part is choosing to trust. 
which I recently learned is a choice. (laughs) I thought you just trust or you don't. No, I have to actively choose to trust instead of to fear. Yes. Over and over and over choosing to put my mental energy behind okay, this is all an experience. This is for growth. This is happening for me, for my best possible outcome, not to me. Um, Whatever's meant to be will be. Whatever those things are for you that can help you choose trust. That is my exact answer too. Yeah. There's something bigger and greater than me. I am a drop of sand in this magnificent universe and it's not about me and it's not about you. And The more we can take care of ourselves and the more we can be in trust with ourselves and with whatever being or a greater thing that you believe in, I think that that's all we can do. And things are going to play out no matter what. So if we take care of ourselves, if we do our own work, if we wake the fuck up and people around us wake the fuck up and see what's happening and have these types of conversations and continue to hold in a place of love and light, not ignoring all of the bad stuff, but really holding the space to allow it to move and transmute and do what it needs to do. I believe that we will all be okay in whatever that is. A meteor could hit the fucking United States right now and blow us all up and we're all dead. And that's also part of the plan. And I can't sit here and be like, no, I'm not okay with that. Well, I don't get to talk to the meteor and tell it to not come. That's a lot bigger than me because it's not happening just to me. Right. I think we've got to get out of our fucking neurotic narcissism. It's not just about you. There are 7 billion plus people in this world and we're all being affected by all the things. And so how can we just take care of ourselves? Yes. And the entitlement, like you were describing, there's a lot of entitlement in these, these recent generations, I think. And getting out of that is a great thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) because thinking that this is all here for me is like, actually insane. (laughs) Your little blip of existence is so, like you said, a grain of sand. And that can be a relief that can take the pressure off. Like, yes, it's good for us to want to change the world or even save the world. And I do, but it's important to have the realization that it would be okay with or without me. It would be whatever it's going to be with or without me. My, My existence is a blip. There's a lot more of my non-existence in time than there is of my existence. And I'm just going to do my best and try to choose to trust. That's good enough. Mm -hmm. So I mentioned this early in the show, but I love your emails. You send the best (laughs) emails in all the land. I am not kidding. I have unsubscribed (laughs) from everything ever. And I look forward to Rachel's emails. And It's so funny because you, ever since you left Instagram, and I know you're still active on Basic Witches, but your own personal Instagram, ever since you walked away from that, it seems that you have, and and the breakup and everything, it seems you have created this space for this incredible art making and creative process that has allowed you to express yourself so fully. And everything you say and do just hits so deep. It's so Mm -hmm. resonant. It's so... You, you meet people where they are, and then you also bring them more into themselves. And it's really beautiful to witness and also receive. So thank you. Thank you. But tell me all the things about the creativity mm. and not being on fucking social the way you were and what is happening in your world. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure to do so. I really gave it a go, you guys. I tried (laughs) to do social media. (laughs) I tried. And I would say I was actually semi-successful at it. I I could do it. I could do it. I knew what I was doing. I grew my following. I had videos blow up and shit. But what I came to and the reason I left was that the censorship was bullshit and was directed at empowered women Because the platform and literally the algorithms are coded with bias. If you haven't watched Coded Bias on Netflix, do yourself a favor. It's rigged. It's rigged against what my mission is and what I'm trying to express. And I had to make the bold move because fortune favors the bold to walk away from it. When everything and everyone says I should be there, I chose to walk the other way. 
okay, what I fucking love about the experience of being off of it is that I'm not even tempted to look at what anyone else is doing. I create from within. We talked about this on the last episode. I explained that I did that approach to with OnlyFans. I didn't follow a single person on OnlyFans. I didn't look at what anyone was doing. I didn't read any articles on how to do it. I did it the way I wanted. And I don't know if it's just me, but to give myself blinders really helps to set myself up where I'm actually not being influenced by anything allows the purest creation to come out of me. And that's why you feel it so deeply because it has to come out of me. It's not coming out of me because I think it's what someone should see or what someone will like or what will get me more followers. Nope. It's just what has to come out. It's boiled down. It's like, it's like I'm getting the essential oil pureness now instead of the mashed, like original fruit or whatever, like very pure, very inconsistent. I want to stress that everything I've created is inconsistent. And that is absolutely intentional. What the platforms want you to do is be extremely consistent because that's the way the algorithms are written because they're imbued with capitalism and the patriarchy telling you, you need to be productive all the time. How the fuck is it going to be genuine when you're forced to do it all the time? You are not a machine. Creativity requires time of death to get to the time of rebirth. I didn't email for three weeks once I didn't sell anything for three weeks. I didn't give anything for three weeks. Like that's how I'm choosing to create this space and run this business. And what, pe- what the feedback is, is that people feel it's genuine, authentic. They appreciate it. It hits deep uh, and it feels safe. It feels safe <laughs> because it doesn't have that bullshit censorship on it. Like I just had a, I just had a video get blocked on YouTube today, age restricted. And I'm like, why I'm pole dancing with clothes on. Why? Literally there's no nudity there. Why dude? Because fucking YouTube is Google, which is owned by straight white men, which are targeting empowered women. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's fucking real. It's real, real. And if you don't see that, you are so missing all the things. It's, It's the way big pharma runs things. It's the way the government is controlled. It's it's everything. And we have to wake up. It's the same with the vaccine conversation. It's like, who is funding all of this stuff that you are reading and do what you will. I, whatever I'm here for it, but just be honest. Yeah. Things are not what we thought they were period. Big old bullshit. <laughs> like you said, we're, we need to call bullshit. That's all I've been doing. Yep. Calling bullshit. Nope. I see you. I fucking see you and I'm not fucking around with you. All I want to do is create, because like I said, this shit needs to come out of me. It's actually a need. It is, it is in some ways very selfish. I have to move it out because it's so intense within me. What, what is the happy byproduct of that is that people feel moved. They feel feelings, they transform. That makes them think differently. It might open their mind. It might inspire them but I don't actually set out to do that. I'm really just listening to my body and getting shit out. And it it turns into beautiful things. And that's what I see like for the collective, if these systems do crumble, if we do get to have this death, what will the rebirth look like? It could be so intensely beautiful. The shit, like we, flowers grow from shit. (laughs) We fertilize to grow the best plants. Like let's get this shit up and out so we can have some beautiful things to enjoy. Amen. Amen. God, I love you. First podcast in the books with a guest in lingerie. I win. Thank you very much. I'm honored. <laughs> you are so incredible. I love you. So since you're not doing the whole IG thing, everyone can check out Basic Witches podcast, the Instagram, yes. but I need you to tell everyone the name of your website. Sex and the synchronicity. So good. <laughs> <laughs> I call myself the scary Bradshaw. We're writing, we're making art on there. We're asking you to think, we're asking you to chime in. Um, you get these emails that are on fire. 
they're going to be inconsistent. They may shock you. They may make you wet. There's a lot of erotic energy happening. You can join my members only section for XX exclusives. Uh, that section is called the open door. You can work with me sometimes. Sometimes I'm available to coach. Sometimes I'm available for card pulls. Like I said, it's inconsistent. I like to do card readings when I'm bleeding. Um, and also on sexandthesynchronicity.com, you can enroll in Learn to Fucking Love Yourself, my self-love course that I would so appreciate you taking because it'll make you happier and the world a better place. And you can also enroll in Cycle Magic, my course that takes the fucking bullshit out of your period sucking and teaches you to learn to love your period, period. I love it. You are so amazing. Thank you for coming you. back. Oh, you're the best. Thank you for having me in all my raging glory. Oh, it was the best. I loved it all. <laughs> love you, babe. Love you.